When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the biggie. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This song means a lot to me because there was a time in my life when I couldn't love myself enough to love anyone else. But now I'm in love. And for Mary J. Blige, that's rare. Relationships are really, really hard to keep together. But let me explain to y'all what happened to me. Chemistry was crazy from the get-go. Good night. 
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that we have the opportunity to talk about the things that are going on in our world, share our opinion with those outside of ourselves. I am so grateful and happy to be here with you each and every day, to give myself the opportunity to talk to people who really appreciate and want to be a part of the solution when it comes to our world. We have to recognize that we all play an important role in our society. And we have to let those who are in charge know that we're listening and we're prepared to share our opinion where we can. And Thoughts, Love, and Reflection is a place where you can sit, share your opinion about many, many different subjects. So it's time for us to make sure that people know we're not going to allow other people to speak for us because we can clearly speak for ourselves. Hey, Cheryl. I'm doing great this afternoon. What about yourself? I'm doing fine. I'm getting a little impatient. Uh, because I so much want to uh, get this midterm election over uh, so that I can see where we are as a society and see if we're ready and prepared to fight back. Uh, there's so much going on uh, today, uh, and we just need, our world needs some peace and some leadership 
uh, that can give us the opportunity to group, regather ourselves. Uh, there just seems to be too much turmoil going on in this present administration, and we're always looking for the other shoe to fall. Uh, they just uh, there's just so much going on that you know you just wish that we were back in that Obama time, and we know we can't go back. Uh, but we're looking forward to some leadership that is not always having us on the edge. Well, you know, we're going to have to have patience because it's it's all a part of the process. And although the process is not happening as fast as we would like it to happen, because we definitely need changes in a lot of areas that's going on right now, but that's something that we're going to have to do, and we're going to have to continue to prepare ourselves on the other levels until we get to the point of the um, election that you um looking forward to, and we are all looking forward to. But we do still have much work to do, and this has given us the time and the, the um, chance to be able to get that work um, done. So I do believe that we're going to have great things that's going to happen on the other side. But like I said, we got to put in the work. we got to put in the work on our local levels in order to see the big picture um, and to see the change that we so desperately need right now. Sure, you know, as I look back over time and try to figure out why is it that we have so many people so complacent or so many people unwilling uh, to deal directly with our government and use our vote, our votes uh, to create the kind of world we want. You know, we got a lot of people complaining about what's going on, but seemingly we don't have the force that's necessary to get people out to vote. I wonder why people don't feel like this is their obligation to get out there and vote and make sure that the word or their thoughts are heard. Well, you know, we noticed that in the last election, a lot of people just don't believe that their vote accounts or they're not as interested in it until it's time, the person that's in office, and then they began to complain. We have so many people that, uh, let's see the word. I was trying to use a better term of lazy, but just plain lazy, just laziness of not taking the interest on things that are happening and don't think that they will affect them in the long run. And it may not affect every area, but we have to look at the things that's going on as a whole. We don't want those things to happen to our brethren, you know, just like the um, children who were um, taken from their parents. Although they are not here in the United States, I mean, it's still, we we feel for that. Um, the things, the more focus on the wall than focusing on you know, things that need to, um, that's on the agenda that needs the attention of. So we have, it does affect us and everybody on some level or another. But sometimes, you know, people have an attitude that, um, well, it don't affect me. I'm going to live anyway. And, you know, so we have more, so many different um, way ideas that people are thinking that, it's really not being helpful to us as a whole. But hopefully, like I said, and we talk about all the time, that this would be a wake-up call that everybody know the importance it is of getting polls and to be able to do the um, things necessary to be able to make things come together for the change that we actually need because we are definitely looking for that um, for that change. And, I mean, we, we have to have it. it. It's coming. It's coming. And that's another thing, too. Just like we said before many times, you know, let's educate each other. Let's get out here and make sure that everybody know who they're voting for. And when you're out there voting, you know, um, be knowledgeable about who you're actually voting for. 
and help others to get to the poll. We have a lot of work to do, and we need to strategize, and we need this process, this time that we have is the opportunity to get that work done so we can see better days ahead. You know, it, it confuses me when I go to vote, I vote for what is best for America. And a lot of times I don't vote just for what is best for myself. I understand that as a nation, we should do better for those who have not gotten the best opportunities possible. So I live for the opportunity where our government sees it to be necessary to care for the poor, care for those who seemingly have not seen the ability to get off to a good start. And there are just some things that I feel like Americans deserve no matter what when it comes to our country. Our citizens of America should be able to go and get health care without going to the emergency room. Our citizens should be able to get an education without destroying their financial situation over time. I am glad to see that there are some schools and organizations and some states that are looking to make college education more affordable, if not free. Because when we educate our citizens, they're going to be better citizens. But when we deny them the opportunity to get good jobs, then they're going to be a tax burden than someone who's out there paying the taxes. So we should look to do certain things as an obligation to our citizens. And I think education and health care are two of those things. You are so right because, you know, I um, some of my um, son's friends are not in school right now, and a lot of it has to do with the um, finances, um, the money part of it. You know, the family makes too much but not enough. And and it's hurting because these are smart individuals that have to settle for jobs until they're able to get to the point where they can get in school. And it's sad because um, you want them, you know, you we want to see them continue their education, and they want to continue their education. But because of financial situations, they're not able to, you know, be in school right now. Um, and if we we had it where everybody would be able to afford to go to school because, like you say, this is our future. We have to pour into them. And the same thing with health care. You know, um, it's very important for people to stay healthy. Um, diseases are running rampant, um, not only, you know, to educate them as far as health um, being turned down because you don't have the insurance or the right kind of insurance, so you transport it somewhere else, and meanwhile you're not getting the proper, proper care. And, you know, I've known a lot of people um, that have gone in the hospital and because of mistakes that has happened did not come out. And you signed this waiver, whereas, you know, not holding the hospital liable, but we need proper, proper health care and not just where we have to go to places where you're not getting the proper health care or everybody is swamped in one place in because they don't have the proper insurance or any insurance at all and it's overcrowded and you can't get to you. And because of that, whatever is happening you're not getting the best care. It's not because you don't have good doctors. It's because you have more patients than you do doctors. 
So that can be overwhelming. That can be tiresome where things can happen would not normally happen. So you're right. Education and health care is very, very important. Yeah, we seem to have the empathy to care about people who don't have a way to go about getting the things that they need in order to live their lives successfully. I remember back when I went to college, I was on a football scholarship, uh, so I really didn't have to contend with whether or not I could afford my education. But it was also affordable. Education back then was no more than a couple of thousand for the whole year. And so, you know, your parents, if they were working full time, could find a way to save the money necessary to to do that. But now you have institutions where they're charging $10,000 a year. Now, there are not a lot of people who can find $10,000 in their budget to send their school children to college if they are above the poverty line. So like you say, it's almost like the middle class is the ones that are hurting the most because if you're poor, you you will get uh, you'll get grants and you'll get aid. But if you are a little above the poverty line, then their expectations is is that the, your parents should be able to pay. And there seems not to be any sympathy from our government to give some kind of assistance to the middle class in order to help their children be able to continue to live in that same economic environment when they become adults. You're right. And, you know, we're missing out on those that'll be positive forces in this um in this world, you know, for us in in our um government area, in our state area, in our um nation area. So we're missing out on all of those individuals because they're not able to be educated. And what happens is they get a job, they get content, they have families and it makes it more difficult for them to really you know, go back and get the education. Now, you know, we do have some that do, that work toward it and get themselves into a situation where they are able to go back to school and uh, afford it at that time. But that's very, very slim, very slim. So we're missing out on a lot. Um, And then, you know, um, better jobs, they want you to have a – a college degree. So you're not able to get a decent job based upon, you know, those um, businesses that want you with a college degree. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a mess that we have to begin to find ways and, like you said, get the right people in office um, that's going to really see and understand and um, and make changes. That's what we really need is the changes. So it's better for the majority um, of the people. And sure, it seems like too many of our politicians are so far removed from the middle class that they cannot even understand the need to change the way things are going. Uh, Like they don't understand there is a large percentage of people in the middle class who find themselves working two jobs or trying to have multiple sources of income because one income won't do. And in some instances, even with a married couple, both are working, one of them might see themselves having to work a second job. So with so many of our politicians being being millionaires are well into the six figures, they have very little sympathy or understanding 
for those people who are living on the edge of poverty, those people who are barely feeding their families or barely keeping the lights on. So a lot of times when they're voting, they don't have a sense of urgency to change the behavior of some of the laws that are keeping the poor even poorer. We talk, yeah, we talk about that a lot too. We talk about how um, those that are um, in office can't even begin to understand what so many of us go through. And like you said, they are so removed from the situation. And even if they were in that situation at one time in their lives, it's like they don't remember where they came from and all they're looking for is to constantly get ahead, to climb the ladder. Their focus is not on the right thing. It's more geared toward how can I make more for me. It's all about the dollar signs instead of what can I do, you know, um, to make changes for others. And if they begin to start to realize or even have to live through um, a week of what so many people live through, and um, the things that they eat and what they're able to buy and those things, you know, just a week, you know, it would maybe help them to understand what so many of us go through on a daily basis. You know, we can't just, when we need something, get it. Um, and a lot of times it comes from, the you know, education, furthering our education. So and able to make the amount of money, and you're right, we have so many families that are working two and three jobs, and it's just not one in the household, just not the male, it's the female too. And what happens is the children fall by the wayside because the parents have to work to maintain just to keep their head above water. And if something happens to one of them and not have the proper health care, you know, then they're out of work, and then they become homeless. And it becomes a cycle over and over. So all of this goes hand in hand, you know, getting the proper education, getting the good, um, you know, better health care, um, all of these things, whether it's the health care or providing more doctors to be able to assist those that are sick. Whatever it is, we're lacking it, and we're seeing a lot from it, but not only that, also in the um, form of being able to get counseling for individuals because we've had so many things that's happening. And just think if if it was made more affordable, then some of these things that are going on with these individuals where they're killing and raping and doing, you know, things that it can help assist them in their life, and it possibly can change some of the things where they can see things different. But, I mean, you don't get no help. You back out on the street, you you know, then you're released. Um, you're, um, you're back incarcerated, you're released again, and you're not getting no help no kind of way. Um, meanwhile, and not only that, you have people who are well-known people that um, with mental illnesses, and not getting the proper um, care for it. And a lot of things start in the mind, whether it's um, how we think of ourselves, how we think about what we put in our mouth, how we think about um, keeping ourselves up, all of those things. You know, our self-esteem, because there are so many things on a daily basis that can just bring us down and begin to weigh us down until we begin not to feel good about ourselves. So, you know, at some point we all can use somebody to talk to to help get us back on track because we live in a cruel, cruel world. Do we live in the people in the world can be very, very cruel. And they don't seem to have a conscience, like you say, that there are a lot of people who find themselves on the wrong side of the law because they're just trying to live, and who are not uh, bad people. But when you live in a society uh, that is not amenable 
to those who've stumbled, those who've fallen, and you don't want to reach your hand out and help them up, you create an environment where we are in right now where we lock up more people than any country in the world. We persist on not looking for solutions. There's some good people who find themselves on the wrong side of the law who just need somebody to care enough to help them get beyond their present situation. And when you have so many rich individuals because of our capitalistic society uh, that who just don't want to be fair, you have people working at Disney who can't afford to take their family to Disney. You have people working in certain restaurants who can't take their family to eat in those restaurants. And so a lot of times these owners are looking for ways to take advantage of their workforce, uh, but not looking at their workforce as human beings who have to survive themselves. You have to be willing enough to make sure that your workers are living in an environment that will keep them happy and healthy so they can continue to make your company money. Yeah, you're right. Um, And I guess, you know, that is a part of just what you're saying, just wait until the um, election. Um, You know, wanting to see, anticipating the outcome to be able to see what progress we are making and what are we, which way we are actually going um, to make so many of the things happen that we are looking forward to that should be happening now, and that's not. And, you know, every day we are dealt with some kind of chaos and um, with with the gender not taken care of. And, I mean, it's, you know, we li- we're living in a chaotic state right now, and we never know what to expect. But we always know to expect the unexpected every day, even though we don't know what that is. Um, so we have to um, we have to do better in a lot of areas, and it takes everyone, everyone who can vote, everyone should be able to do their part. Those who are not able can do something. Um, if it's no more than, like I said, taking people to the polls. You know, I may not be able to vote, but I will assist those who are will to vote. I mean, if we just change our attitude and realize how important it is for positive change to take place so that the many things that's on the agenda can be addressed because so many things are not being addressed. And, I mean, we have homelessness is just really bad. Um, we have people one paycheck from homeless. You know, we have people who look like they got everything going on and one situation changed and it turns their whole life upside down. We can take a death um, where they depended on the income. It can be so many things to happen. So we have to, you know, want to put these things in place and think about everyone, not just about how it affects us so that we can do better in a lot of areas. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
want to get away from this noisy crowd. Let's go where it's nice and quiet, where there's nobody, there's nobody else around. Let's sit by a cozy lit fire, and we can be each other's company.
refrigerator, and keep gas in their car. A lot of people who are working and earning six figures or more seem to not understand that minimum wage has been around $8 or less for decades. And that at some point in time, we need to recognize that the price of things has gone up. There are people who have to pay for car repairs that can't afford it and then have to um, to catch the bus. And uh, it is very inconvenient if you live any more than 10 or 15 miles away. Your work happens to be more than 10 or 15 miles away from your home. Uh, you know, at Disney, they provide, they're just now talking about moving uh, the minimum wage up. The fact is that there are people out there making 10 and $12 who have 20 or more miles to get to work. So by the time they pay all that money to get to work, the, the amount of money they're truly earning is a lot less than $10. So people just need to try to learn and understand how it is that you work at a place that costs $100 or more to get in, but yet you're only making 9 or $10 an hour. You know, when I think about what people, how hard people work for the amount of money that they're paid, you know, you would want to think it's a joke, but it really isn't. I mean, it's enough to make you cry, but you have to do, I mean, in order to get a job, is that you wind up having to take that. And, I mean, you can't get around it, and that's the reason why, so many people have to work two jobs, two eight hour eight dollars and something an hour job just to make up um, the amount of money that they need. You know, I can remember um, before Hurricane Katrina, the last job that I had um, with the skills I had, I was making over sixteen dollars an hour. So today, if I sat in that same seat. I would want I would think that I would want to make much more than that. And here that was only one job. So imagine me doing that job and leaving that job and going to another job to combine to make just that um one job salary. And that's why you know parents are so burned out. They can't attend to the children they went they you know the way they want to, and not because of, you know, they don't care. It's because they're tired and their mind is not alert. You know, a lot of times when people are so judgmental when things happen with children, and I'm not saying in all cases, but in some cases is that, you know, they're so sleep-deprived. Um, I mean, it's, it's got to We that's what I'm saying, we've got to get the right people in office it's, I mean, it's not helping that we are leaving our families and the amount of time that we're giving toward the families based upon... Go ahead, Cheryl. I made it. Go ahead. We're listening. Well, we are actually, you know, bringing home. And just like you said, and I mean, after everything is taken out, so, and how long it takes to get to work, what it costs to get to work, what it costs to get back, the amount of hours and the time that is spent, you know, we actually making way less than that. So if we have to figure all of that out, what we actually put in in the household is really nothing, and it's sad. So if that was broken down to somebody who cares, like the CEO, if they cared, because, you know, a lot of times – their thing is is just the bottom. They all they're looking at is their profit. You know, cut here, cut there. This person, you know, cut two people and um, have one person do the job of three people. They don't care. They want that bottom, you know, figure. But we got to have people who have businesses that care. They care about you know their turnovers. They care about people who are running their their businesses. Um, and that's why it's so important. I mean, we got to do something, 
different as far as um, pay um, increase. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you're so right. When you think about all the amount of money it costs you to get to your job, the money they take out in taxes, you are actually working for less. Uh, you know, you you're bringing home a lot less uh, profit uh, to your home. Uh, the gross may be eight dollars and a half, but the profit uh, to your home isn't that amount. And so, a lot of times you you can't even afford to get sick. You can't afford for your car to break down. You can't afford for your kids to get a uh, to get a, a jacket when it when it's cold. Uh, so there are a lot of things prohibit you from having a decent existence uh, because the amount of money you're actually bringing to the house is taken up in the cost of shelter, uh, the cost of electricity, and the cost of food. So these people are really having a hard time. And so we need uh, our government to understand the plight of the poor and the plight of the hardworking uh, because they seemingly think, uh, because there are a lot of individuals who are uh, making six figures and the world is okay for them, that's not the same world the general public is living in. Now, you know, that would be very funny if they could take home what the majority of us take home. They wouldn't think it was funny then. They would be very, oh, yeah, very. Dis- sure. They would be very disturbed if they had to take home what we took home. If they had to live how we live. If they had to get an extra job to make ends meet, you know. And I'm and I'm not saying that they're not working hard. Some of them, but you know, everybody else out here is working just as hard. So. We got to be fair all around the board. We have to be fair as far as, you know, making things happen and increasing our um, our wages. So, and if we don't, I mean, you know, things, inflation is just going up and up and up, but the salaries are just staying the same. And, I mean, like you said, gas is going up, um to be able to get back and forth to you know to work um if you if anything happened to your vehicle i mean you got to have the extra money and where you're going to get that from and i mean you got so many different things but if we could put some of them in the places of us so that they can actually feel and say i didn't know i really didn't understand because sometimes they just really don't know because they've never been there. But if they can trade places, then I'm pretty sure they wouldn't like it. You know, when they say, oh, it's time to eat, and they pick it up the phone to figure out, you know, make reservations to where they're going to eat, or they have a place, or, you know, where they open up to be able to go, meaning a standard place where they go, um, and instead they got to make sure they go to the grocery store and cook. And they cannot buy what they want. They can only buy what they can afford to buy. I mean, come on now. You know, it's a, it's a big difference, a big difference. And sometimes we have to feel each other's pain. Yeah, that, that's so right. You know, when you don't have, when Donald Trump graduated from college, they talked about how his dad gave him a million dollars. You know, the majority of us don't live in that world where we uh, receive large sums of money from our parents. So we live in a world where our parents uh, try to raise us and get us to the point where we can fend for ourselves, and they're happy about that so that they can have some relief. Uh, but, you know, so many of these people live in a world that's so far outside of the general population uh, that they don't understand our need for medical care, our need for uh, a living wage. Uh, I leave for some relief uh, from the taxes. Uh, They look at, well, if we relieve the tax burden off the rich, it'll flow down to the poor. And that's not the way society works because the rich are always trying to figure out how to stop the money from flowing down to the poor. 
They're not interested in raise, automatically raising uh, the payments or the the pay because they, they think about that's taking money out of their pocket. And so we need people who have some understanding or relationship of what's really going on with the present-day workforce and how these people are trying to uh, live in a way that is um, give their child their child some hope and some understanding and an opportunity for tomorrow. And and looking at good teachers, you can't have good teachers when you don't want to play a decent salary. You can't expect for teachers to always be willing to make the sacrifice uh, to do their job correctly when they have to work a second job and uh, don't have the time to labor over how to write a good lesson plan because they don't get to go home after work. Then these are the things they're not understanding when they're keeping uh, people's salaries low and an opportunity to spend quality time with their children. Wow, you said a mouthful right there because, um, you know, having a salary increase can make um, a difference for a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying that everybody, because not only that, we have to be educated better about how to handle money and how to spend money when you get more money. But it definitely would make a difference. It'll make a difference, you know, of what you can buy at the store from, um, you know, the Roman noodles to more healthier foods. You know, you can educate people on those levels. Um the fact of you can take your children out of town because you don't have to worry about, you know, spending um, money on a two tanks of gas, getting there or coming back. You can actually spend some quality time with them because you're not working two jobs. I mean, it's a mouthful what you say. It, 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 it can make all the difference in the world to so many households. And, you know, our children, you know, we talked about so many times as far as communication, and we'll be able to sit down and ask them how their day was without having to text them while you at work and they're at home, and they can tell you anything as far as making sure that they're getting their work done, making sure that they get their supplies. And, you know, Mama, you came home too late, and I wasn't able to go to you know, get what I need, I fell asleep, or, you know, so many different things. Life can just change for so many people. And when I say that, I'm saying maybe for the majority, but not for all, because so many people still have to be educated on how to spend money wisely when they get more money, you know, instead of spending money as far as going shopping, you know, have to know the value of money. And that's another thing, too, is, you know, taking the time to learn that as well. So, I mean, it makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference in in the lives of so many people. Um, you know, and one of the things that you said, you know, as far as um, teachers, you know, if we can bring back some of the things that we took away, the extra um, curricular activities, you know, and, I mean, be just basic life skills, home ec, um, I don't even know, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of them have the computers today, but the training that so many need as far as computers, um, woodwork, automotive mechanic, um, you know, sewing at school. I can remember I had, you know, a sewing class, home ec class. Um, you know, get those life skills back so they'd be able to teach us some of the things that we you know, the children need today to get back into the world. I mean, but today they're just thrown in after math, English, you know, those subjects, and then they're just thrown back, just thrown out there. So it can make a difference if we only, you know, start with the changes that we have, with the people that we have in office, and that we put love back in the households, you know. But we have a lot of frustration. We have, you know, and you, when you get frustrated, because of working so hard and not having enough, not having enough time, you know, you start your behavior changes. 
you become groggy, you you're fussing more, you know, you're not loving more. So it I mean, money, you know, can help a lot in a lot of different areas. It gives you more choices. And that's what we need to be able to have. Not only more choices but better choices. Well, we're going to take another short break, and we'll come back and give you an opportunity. It's just you and I today, Cheryl. And so um, we're going to give you an opportunity to have a final word.
This is James T. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Repression, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that you have a voice. We want to make sure that all of us have the opportunity to share our opinions and talk about the direction that we want our country to go in. Uh, Share your final thoughts this evening. Well, it definitely was a pleasure to have this conversation um, with you about um, our anticipation on what is to come for our future. Um, Again, I hope that many um, are able to get on to be able to share with their views and everything about the topics that we are talking about, um, especially because we talk about so many different topics on a daily basis. But, um, you know, there's so much work to be done before that time, and if we can all get together and separately continue to do what it is necessary um, before the election time, we ought to be working on it. So with that being said, whatever we do, we can always do more. Cheryl, I just want to continue to thank you for your support, for you always being here so we can have a great conversation, and today was no different. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time so that we can talk about the things that make a difference in our lives today and in the future. Take care, Cheryl. See you tomorrow. Take care of yourself. Bye. Oh, no.